0: Welcome to Shot of Spirituality. Each episode aims to give you a Jewish spiritual lens for living your life in the present moment. I'm your host, Rabbi Josh Snyder, and I'm the Executive Director of Goucher Hillel. This week we are going to talk about acting with intention. It's the year 1742 in the town of Medzibozh, in what is now Ukraine. Situated at the confluence of the Bug and Buzhenka rivers, an impressive fortress marks the town as an outpost fortified against Ottoman expansion. But for the poor Jews of the town, the fortress provides no protection. Still reeling from the pogroms of the last century and the fallout from the false Messiah Shabatites Tzvi, the Jewish community here and across Ukraine feels the sense of being as unprotected and vulnerable to the forces that surround them, just as the winds blow over the rolling farmlands. So they turn inward, away from the fortress, towards the little building with the high-pitched roof, the Cram synagogue. Here, a new rabbi has recently taken up residence, and the far-flung tales of his exploits draw the curious and the faithful. Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, he is called, Literally, Rabbi Israel of the good name. It is the holiest day of the year, Yom Kippur, and the little synagogue is filled to bursting, with people fervently praying outside. A little boy who has never been to school is crammed against the back wall with his father, and he is confused. Why are these people swaying to and fro? What language are they speaking in? What do the little squiggles in the book in front of him mean? In spite of his questions, the boy feels something tug at him, something stirs within him, a fervency to call out and join the prayers, but he does not know the words. It grows stronger as morning gives way to midday. Unbeknownst to his father, the boy has tucked a shepherd's fife into the waistband of his trousers. As the throng sings together, he pulls it out to play it, but when his father spies it, he grabs it from the boy's hand, and with an angry whisper, he tells him, it is forbidden on the holiday dejected the boy looks down feeling more lost than ever as midday gives way to afternoon the boy steals a look and sees the fife in his father's pocket so close at hand but his father sees him again and shoots him a look so the boy once again looks away he closes his eyes and sits as the melodies and words build inside of him as evening falls and the throng chouts out Avinu Malkenu, his father straining with the rest to ask for God's mercy in the coming year. The boy sees his chance and grabs the fife and plays one note, loud and clear and strong and high. The congregation goes silent. From the front, the rabbi begins <laughs> to laugh, a hearty, satisfied, joyful sound after such a day of fasting and weeping. He makes his way to the back of the little shtiebel, through the throng, and holds the boy's hands in his own, speaking for all to hear, My child, thank you. Just as our prayers kindled a spark of longing in you, you fanned the flames within your soul and built that longing into a holy fire. When you played your fife, that longing burst forth in purity, unfettered by language, now. Thanks to you, all of our prayers surely now have ascended heavenward, carried aloft on the holy intention of this one pure note. This story is one among myriad, told about Rabbi Israel Baal Shem Tov, known as the Besht, a figure who lives more in mystery than in history. What is known is that in this little village of Mejibosh, he started a movement that upended centuries of tradition and emphasized prayer and devotion over Talmudic learning, and he rooted this practice in the mystical teachings of Lurianic Kabbalah. Devekut or cleaving to God, became the highest ideal of this new movement of personal piety, or Chassid. Unlike Lurianic Kabbalah, though, the movement grew through a wide popular appeal. You did not have to be learned or even literate to be a Chassid. The Rebbe would be the guide, and the vehicle by which the community could accomplish goals of cosmic significance, much greater than those of the political nationalisms and revolutions in which the Jews of that century had no active role. The goal of the community was nothing less than to restore the balance of the universe itself. As Rabbi Isaac Luria's Kabbalistic creation story goes, the first attempt to create the universe led to an irreversible disaster. The vessels meant to contain God's light broke and scattered throughout the universe. While the second attempt succeeded, the remnants of the first attempt still define our reality. The feminine aspect of divinity, Shekhinah, is unable to fully join with the upper nine vessels, or wrote, that represent the masculine aspect of divinity, as a result of damage caused in the breaking of the first vessels and the shards or kalipot of those first vessels are hidden, seemingly disconnected from their source, unaware of the divine spark hidden within each of them. This spark of divinity is waiting patiently to be freed and to be returned to become one with God. Each piece that is somehow returned is a piece of the puzzle to bringing God into balance, connecting the Shekhinah with the other nine sefirot. Each spark restored is a step toward the ultimate repair of the universe, or tikkun olam. Thus, the only real goal of this existence, according to Luria and the Besht, is to engage in tikkun olam. From the time of Luria's followers, the faithful would intone a kavanah, an intention, before performing any commandment, l'shem yichud kud shabricha for the sake of the unification of the Shekhinah and the Holy Blessed, one of God's names used to denote the other nine sfirot Luria taught that when this intention is used, sparks can be freed from the shards or klipot and returned to God, negating the potential evil impact of the klipot. Thus, everyday actions, when performed with intention, have the potential to have cosmic impact. Almost 200 years later, the Baal Shem Tov personalized this concept, teaching the idea that each person has specific sparks connected to their soul that only they can lift up. That Tzadi, the righteous person, the Rebbe, has the awareness and the ability to recognize these sparks and to direct others to activities that will enable them to free their soul sparks as well. This idea created an opportunity for spiritual empowerment for a Jewish population that was in need of sustenance and meaning in a rapidly changing world. It meant that acting in any way with intention could change the world itself. That idea still resonates today. Even in a world that seems to be filled with brokenness, there is so much potential for good. In fact, we often need to look in the broken places and understand them well in order to effect tikkun, repair. In contemporary Jewish life, tikkun olam is used as a powerful shorthand for social action. Both Luria and the Besht taught that any tikkun, any repair of sending these sparks heavenward, begins with the tikkun of the self. That takes an awareness of oneself and one's places of brokenness and a daily commitment to mindfulness in our actions. From a contemporary view of seeing tikkun olam as concerned with systemic change, the idea of focusing on the tikkun of the self may seem too limited. But what we often forget is just how powerful our own actions can be to hurt or to heal, to inspire or to deflate, for ourselves, for those in our immediate orbit, and then onto the world. When we act with intention, Our actions coming from a place of active, personal tikkun work. Our outsides match our insides. We don't know that the sparks that we free will fix the world in the way that we want it to be fixed. In most cases, it isn't in our personal power. What is in our power is our intention. Whether we are making an individual choice to vote, to pray, to protest, to give of ourselves to someone else, to take care of ourselves, to take a role as a leader or as a participant. When we act with intention, that individual action does change the world, regardless of the outcome. Shot of Spirituality is a short-form podcast from Goucher Hillel focusing on Jewish spiritual concepts. Brought to you by Goucher Hillel and written, hosted, and produced by Rabbi Josh Snyder. Shot of Spirituality is offered in the spirit of the teaching of the sage Hillel the Elder, who was once asked to teach a potential convert the entire Torah while he stood on one foot. So Hillel taught him, that which is hateful to you do not do to your fellow. That is the whole Torah. All the rest is commentary. Now go and study. If you would like to follow up with more study, feel free to follow the links in the episode description.